Welcome to the Building Community Podcast, a show for thought leaders like you. You know that success depends on relationships between your organization and the people in and around it. This season will focus on insider insights, where experts will let you in on their best practices in a specific area of community building. Together, we shine the light on how community helps you reach your corporate goals. I'm your host, Timon Apache, and I've been empowering organizations for a decade and a half doing exactly that. Ready for it? Listen in as we set out to make communities thrive. After attending a few of these once a year parties, I realized there was an untapped potential in the room. That's what motivated Gina Panfilio to start 6453 Alumni after working for Nike for 29 years. 6453 Alumni is a network by alumni for alumni. And in this episode, Jaina shares what it takes to start an alumni network without the formal backing of an organization. And she lets us in on what some of the roadblocks are that they have overcome along the way. Interested in Jaina and her work? Find out more in the show notes. Starting a new corporate alumni network is daunting for any type of organization. And that's in part because there are many ways to go about it. There is really no one-size-fits-all when it comes to building community. And when we look at corporate alumni networks, we have two ways to go about it. On the one hand, we have internal networks. And on the other hand, we have external networks. The internal networks are when organizations design the experience for their former team members in a top-down effort. And on the other hand, we have the bottom-up efforts. And that's when our former team members pull their forces and support each other, the grassroots effort, the communities that grow outside of an organization's four walls. And today we get to dive into how to best set up such external alumni networks. And we'll look at what roadblocks may direct us along the way. We have Jenna with us today. Welcome to the show, Jenna. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Jenna, you are the president and the co-founder of 6453 Alumni. That's an alumni network with a significance to its name. Well, Mm. 6453 spells Nike on the phone dialing pad. They are also the last four digits of Nike's phone number at the world headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon, and Nike offices around the world. It's also a little known fact. It's the reverse of Steve Prefontaine's Fastest Mile. Steve Prefontaine uh, was a middle distance runner who competed in the 1972 Olympics, and he was the first athlete to sign with Nike. Oh, how cool is that? (laughs) So you have the Nike Alumni Network that you founded and that you're the president of. You talk about the legacy and the efforts and the mentality and the vision of Nike. It sounds like you're bringing that into your alumni network as well. Yes, the Nike innovation mindset is in our DNA. And those that are drawn to Nike really want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Nike gave us the platform to unleash our potential, to think big, dream audaciously, and bring those dreams to life. What you learn at Nike isn't taught in school. We've done some incredible things together over the years, and it was my dream to create a vital, diverse, and global network of teammates with shared values and an innovation mindset and shared experience of working at Nike. I wanted to bring us together to explore what more we could do beyond Nike. What's special about being an organization founded by alumni for alumni is that we have a deep understanding of our alumni teammates so that we can better serve them in their next chapters of their careers and lives. That makes this organization authentic. 
um, again, authentic to our brand ethos. And what does Nike say about that vision that you're implementing? When we first spoke to Nike, 6453 alumni was just a concept on paper. Oftentimes, it's hard to visualize a concept without really seeing it. So in the true Nike way, we felt it was more powerful to bring the concept to life by creating a real working model to demonstrate the value of 6453 to our members and partner sponsors. At the highest level, the brand is aware of our vision and strategic plan. We've been keeping them informed along our journey. It's our long-term vision to have Nike as a strategic partner, executive sponsor, and to integrate into their programs as the brand continues to evolve. We see that actually happening, that oftentimes those grassroots efforts start for a few years and then organizations actually have something that they can look at and see this is really valuable. And then they align themselves and support maybe in strategic partnerships and collaborations, those efforts as well. What are the advantages of putting on an alumni network that's not organized by the organization, but that's parallel and external to the organization? Sure. We established the 453 alumni as a 501c10, which is a fraternal organization for the mutual benefit of our members. The biggest advantage for operating independently of Nike is that we have autonomy and freedom to test programs and evolve like any other startup. We have a governance structure, but we're not bound by Nike's corporate hierarchy or guidelines. We're scrappy, like Nike's early days. So we give ourselves permission not to be as polished. Are there any disadvantages that you see in your daily work as well? Disadvantages are that we don't have the dedicated resources to deliver the content experiences and programming that we dream about. And, um, you know, we would love to align more strategically with Nike's brand programs and initiatives. Those are just some of the disadvantages. So what's really interesting is when you're talking about that experience of leaving Nike and that process of actually deciding to build something that will allow you to continue that, uh, that tradition and that vision in the long run. So what is it that actually triggered in you that desire to continue along with that Nike vision after you formally left the organization? Right. Well, the spark for me was reaching my 25-year milestone. I was actually at Nike for a little over 29 years, but um, for employees that reached a 25 years and tenure at Nike, we were given a custom varsity jacket with our own employee number embroidered on it. We were invited to a party. And after attending a few of these once a year parties, I realized there was an untapped potential in the room. So I developed a concept and knew that a key component was Nike alumni. I realized this was my passion and purpose to build a Nike alumni community and step forward to do that almost immediately after I retired. So a lot of people want to do what you do. A lot of people have that vision, but never get to doing it. How did you get started? How did you actually go about going out there and implementing your vision? Gosh, I really jumped in with both feet. There is another alumni organization that was created called the Wing Women and it's for Nike women. So I jumped in there and started doing some programming, joined the board of directors and learned a little bit from that too. Started a podcast called Finding My Wings 
and started having conversations and coffee with my former teammates around the world and learned more about their experience, their journey, and what they potentially wanted from an alumni organization. There was this whole other you know, group of people that the wing women wasn't reaching. And so it was important to me to be inclusive. I'm known for making things happen. So I jumped in with both feet and never looked back. I've worked on a fair amount of projects at Nike where we were planning the work and working the plan. So this was no different. I'm from Austria. And I know how most important ideas and most important collaboration starting coffee houses when you're sitting together and chatting. And that's when we find out in casual one-on-one -on -one conversations, what is it that people want? What is it that people need? And that's usually where people start taking their first baby steps towards bringing community together. Um, there was a whole range of emotions that people have depending on how they leave the company whether it was their choice or not their choice. And so I think a lot of times in the coffees that you mentioned, I had with, with people were, you know, them wanting to know who's this Jaina Panfilio and what is she trying to do? What's the intention? And so they wanted to hear directly from me and understand my intentions were pure and that I was in service of my teammates and former teammates. And that was really a powerful, that has been a powerful exercise for me. And I feel much, much closer to my community. That brings in the authenticity again, the transparency. So Jaina, you started with people who wanted to know a little bit more with the personal exchange and then the LinkedIn group that's a good way to identify potential members. We can just put in our organization and see who else in the world worked at our organization. How did you approach this challenge? Oh, gosh, let's see. It's so multi-pronged. And uh, we're in our infancy still. I mean, some of these corporate alumni organizations have been around for 20 years. I had a huge list of emails from retired people. There were Facebook communities that I continue to sort of reach out to. And of course, LinkedIn and former Nike employees work across seven continents, 170 countries. And on LinkedIn alone, there are about 90,000 former Nike people just on LinkedIn. And a lot of people aren't even on LinkedIn across the world. So there's a lot of people to reach out to. LinkedIn it is the biggest one. It's been a process for sure. 90,000, that's a huge pool of people that you could potentially bring in. There is so much potential, not just for the former employees, but also for you as an organization to have that backing, to have dynamics from all those people and the skills from all those people behind you. That's very, very impressive. So once you reach those members and they say, yes, I want to be part of this wonderful alumni network, and then they sign up, how do you actually engage them? We launched a platform in 2021. So we have now reached, a, we're a little bit over a year on that platform. And what we've tried to do is, is transfer or get people to kind of sign up, like you said, move over from LinkedIn to our platform so that we can start to create our own directory because 
don't believe that any directory of former Nike people exists. So we're creating that as we go. We are able to see where they are in the world, which is great. And we've developed some programming. We have content, we have experiences, and we have some swag. We have a store where you can buy product and support us. We do an event every month. And we also have a a newsletter that goes out once a month, approximately. And that's how we're staying in touch. And who's doing that work, producing content and organizing those events and bringing people together, writing newsletters? Is that you and the leadership team or is that volunteers? Is it the members themselves? How do you approach that? Yeah. So right now, that's primarily me and small groups of people who are interested in helping to bring those to life. We're looking forward to having more resources to distribute that work across more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. When was the point for you or did you already know from the very beginning that you wanted to move people onto your own platform? Well, I think we knew right away that we needed to have a build a directory. And so it's in LinkedIn, we have a huge group. It's a, but it's a, a private group. And I think that it's difficult to in, then invite people. We wanted something easier that we could get everyone onto the platform and then start to like build this directory. But we also know that we have to reach people where they are and they're either on LinkedIn or they're on various other social media like Instagram or Facebook. And, and so we're, we've, we're there where we have presence in, in those places. It's difficult to reach everyone, but it has been a very organic process because uh, we continue to reach out. So who do you actually invite in? Who do you want to be part of your membership? Is it just former employees? Is it current employees? How do you go about that? We invite all Nike former employees and former Nike-sponsored athletes. So it's not just former employees that we're Mm -hmm. hoping to, you know, recruit into our community, but also the athletes that have brought distinction to the brand and that are also a part of the extended Nike family. So it's even more, um, we also includes people that we consider are on field at Nike. So there's a lot of people that have had multiple tours through Nike and, you know, have come and gone and they're currently there. And so we say that they're on field and they are also included in this organization. So on field are the boomerangs? Yes. (laughs) I love this on field. It's everything has a sport reference. It has to be authentic to the brand. I mean, we've taken great effort to name some of these things. In fact, it's not just me. It's the community that is creating. This is, this is an alumni created community. In fact, I reached out to the community to name the organization. Love and it. we had, we pretty much had a vote. And so that way everyone has an, a vested interest in it because they've had some contribution to it. And 
So it's been a lot of fun to include everyone in all of the process so far. And that's actually the best practice models that you see preached out in the community industry. You want to bring people in so that they can build this identity from the very beginning and so they can feel invested and they know that it's made just for them and for their needs. Love that you did that and that, that you approached starting the alumni network that way yeah. already. So I'm very curious about how you finance those efforts. Most of the work you do yourself There is also volunteers who help in the leadership team, but there is still a business model that every community, every alumni network needs. What is the business model that you've set up? How do you bring in finances for the efforts that you actually do day to day? Yeah, 6453 alumni is sustained by memberships, partner sponsorships, and contributions. So we have an individual membership. We actually have three tiers an individual, a business or membership where people could boost awareness of their own brand. And, and then another model where you could have a seat at the table. Most of the time, those people that donated or I should say contributed because mm -hmm. they just believed in this so much. They didn't necessarily want to have a seat at the table. I just said they... They wanted to contribute because they believed. Mm -hmm. So it's on the one hand, the membership fees, which right now you are not asking people to pay. Then on the other hand, it's contributions and donations from individuals who just want to support it. And then in the long run, you're hoping to get collaboration partners to help fund certain efforts that you're engaging in. Yes. In fact, that's traditional approach that a lot of alumni networks have. Um, and I also like that you're saying, well, for the first year, we're not asking you to pay membership fees because it's not just only to get the critical mass to be attractive to sponsors, but it's also nobody likes to eat alone. Nobody likes to dance on an empty dance floor. So if there is a community where there is already a group of people that you can join and start engaging with, it's much more attractive than if it's only few dozen people in there who are all just starting at the same time. So I love that approach that you have. Yeah, actually, the first 100 to 200 people that we had in the community were the people that helped us. Those people are founding members, really. It's early days, just like any other startup. Mm -hmm. And we're testing, we're evolving, we're doing lots of different things to see what's resonating with our audience around the and, world. And people have been pretty good giving feedback and engaging with you as well. They want to help this along. Yes, that's one of the things that I have been extremely surprised about is how much people believe in this and how much people support this effort that we've created. It's very satisfying and it keeps me going. And so at Nike, my teammates were my fuel and my inspiration and it continues to be that way i feel like we have an instant connection that makes for fast friends mm -hmm. that common denominator that you have immediately and have you gotten unexpected help or help from unexpected sources as you were working to build this alumni network yes i think the biggest surprise for me was the members They've been our biggest cheerleaders and advocates. They've offered 
to contribute more. And their belief in our success of this community and network has been just so inspiring. The contributions of time and money and expertise, the board and the people that have volunteered their time to build the strategy, just the generosity and wisdom of other corporate alumni network founders and sharing their experience has been overwhelming. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, everybody pulling together to make it work. And as you're going through that journey, we all know that there's also some tough moments that we experience as we're building, as we're scaling. Where did you see the biggest growing pains? Where were the roadblocks that you experienced along the way? Yeah, I think some of the roadblocks have been, and there are many, I feel like we're always, you know, running up against something and then solving for that, but we're built for that. So I would say that learning that we needed dedicated resources with the right skills and expertise has been huge for us. We can't do this with a very tight team. I think what we want is the right platform partner also with expertise and the right team to execute. I think understanding the management and management of all the platform integrations needed to make this work. And because we're a paid model, that is a whole other bit to it when you add Square or one of the other you know, payment plans. And then we created a website. So it's a new business, right? So just like any other startups is what you kind of learn what it is that is needed. I think the other thing that has been huge for us has been communicating the value and the impact, the so what to our members. Um, you know, what's in it for me and to what end? And we're still working out that collective impact piece, you know, communicating the value in the in a way that is meaningful. It has been a process. So we've iterated and iterated that. And so those are just some of the moments in growing pains. Yeah. Technology is always the aspect that's the most tricky one. It seems very easy from the outside. Oh, well, you just find a provider and you go with it. But then as you're implementing and as you're you know, transitioning data over and introducing your members to the platform, you find out that things aren't always as easy as they seem. <laughs> yeah, I think getting people to a platform also that has to do more than what LinkedIn offers is really important. Like what's unique about it? What's different? What does it enable people to do that they don't do somewhere else? Mm -hmm. So those are all really important aspects of this community. And, and also just, you know, reaching people, people have, you know, they're full-time jobs. They've got, you know, the disproportion of former Nike people have their own companies. So people are busy. And so figuring out the right times and the right content to share and all of that that's meaningful, valuable is, is all part of learning about what our alumni members want. Since you were bringing up the platform component, what were some of the capabilities you were specifically looking for that go beyond what would be enabled by a LinkedIn or another 
um, public social media sites? Yeah, I think one is a directory, a searchable directory in which we can find people by their expertise, by their location, their geolocation, by their time at Nike and other things, because it has to be of value. We spent a lot of time on the profile so that we can do that. And you can't do that in all the platforms. The other is that we can continue to create new and different and try things out. Peer-to-peer chat notifications. We want people to be able to self-assemble and to collaborate and to potentially work on other projects together. So what was the most surprising thing that you came across? Oh, gosh. I've been surprised by the range of emotions that my teammates have shared with me about their experience of both working at the brand and leaving the brand. And the powerful feeling of contribution and how their Nike experience has shaped them in their personal and professional lives. Their willingness to open up to me. So that I have a deeper understanding and context to inform our overarching strategy and direction. I've been extremely moved by that openness and it just makes this community even more special. And is this feeling of belonging that your members still have, is that what draws them in? Yeah, what our members tell me is that they're extremely proud of their contributions to the Nike brand and business. It was a defining time in their lives. They continue to live the Nike values every day. They want to give back by paying it forward and by being a member of the 6453 alumni. And the value is the expertise of the network and the connections made between alumni. And I think we help each other. That happens naturally. We're just trying to create a more formal way of not only connecting with the people that you know, but the people that you don't know. Provide that framework for people to lift each other up and to build upon each other's skills and strengths. Yeah, celebrate and and champion their successes at Nike and beyond. So what do you tell others who may reach out and say to you, hey, Jaina, this sounds all great. Do you think this is something that I should be doing for my organization as well? Well, I will use a sport metaphor. This is a marathon, not a sprint. It's important to paint a picture figuratively of your end goal and vision and reference that every day. Leverage your passion for connecting people and the potential that you're creating and tap into that as often as you can. And creating something new that hasn't existed before, that is the nature of innovation. Ensure that you're creating something authentic to your own brand and enlist an executive sponsor and partner. That's so critical. Identify the sharp points on your mission, vision, purpose, and surround yourself with believers, entrepreneurs, and functional experts to make it happen. Very good message. Jaina, thank you so very much for giving us insight into how to actually approach this brave step to start your own alumni network outside of an organization. We're grateful for the insights. It was amazing to talk to you today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me and uh, good luck to all those alumni founders out there who are doing the same. 
Thank you for listening to the Building Community Podcast. Is there a leader in your organization or network who needs to hear this? Please share this podcast with them. Help get the word out about the immense value of community. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave us a review. Until next time, help your communities thrive. Thank you.